Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I am Iron Man. You are Iron Man. Kate is not Iron Man, nor woman. Kate is late, but here we are. We're back. Oh, I'm sorry, Joel. I thought maybe Tim was stepping in because our intro still says his name in it and not my name, though I look amazing in, in, you do. in this. Yeah. No, I'm also, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've been having luck with streams and my, you know, my internet is, um, I don't want to brag, but famously awful. Mm, yeah. So I've been having more luck when I've been rebooting my router right before I go on stream. But today it was just like cycling and cycling. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this is the day to do it. It's not like you have a busy day or that you've been, oh. you know, popping on and off with streams or anything <laughs> like that. I've, just one of those days. It is, but I, no excuses. OK, I come here to play like a champion. And I, I like that we've carved out our little our little time to pull back and take a higher look at wrestling, especially when so much is going on, but it is a busy one. We had a really successful first ROH show. I'm absolutely floored and overwhelmed by the support we got. It's almost at 8,000 views over there already, which just like uh, I said on, on Friday, I don't even know if 8,000 people were watching ROH when it shut down. So that, <laughs> that worked my heart. And I got a message too today. Someone was like, I think you're going to get a lot of late views because it's on a streaming service. I don't, I'm sure this happens with you in impact too, where like, oh, right. It's not on live television. It's, it's behind a paywall. So, um, people are kind of watching staggered and they're like, I don't want to watch the show for, for spoilers. Um, and then, yeah, yesterday I was in upstate New York for Excite Wrestling where <sighs> this little punk ass named Mike Skyros won the title. So, uh, but an absolute blast. They just opened up a new venue. There's such like amazing things going on up there. And much like this, like doing that kind of, I don't know, there's something about non-TV wrestling that is just so much fun. Like, I think because you're just bought into like, hey, I'm just here because I love wrestling on some level. Like when we do this show, it kind of pulls back a little bit. And I, I love that. It's been a, a very, very busy sprint, but a fun one. How are you, Joel? Other I'm good. Than- dealing with me being late oh that's fine I, i'm good i uh my, my my folks are currently on their way driving to come and visit my my myself and my partner and my my little one so it's nice yeah we're so we're excited to see them they're only here for a couple of days but uh we'll we'll have some we'll have some days it'll be nice uh i did this motion for driving the like do 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 yeah isn't that so funny like if you drove like that you would be like well you don't do 10 and 2 well, even at 10 and 2, it's like if you, I guess yeah. the way like people drove on sitcoms, you would be like do, this. Do. I think because my sister is an improviser, I, like, hello, like, this isn't a phone. You hold a phone like this, like all those things just, just click into my head. Yeah, everything, <laughs> everything's supposed to be exaggerated. Everything's supposed to be played up for whatever Look, you're doing. I'm a wrestling fan. Okay. I don't like exaggerated things. Oh, no. I like extremely sincere serious things all the time that's why i got into pro wrestling (laughs) that's why i ask people to toss thumbs up on videos and maybe leave us comments if you're watching now or if you're after the fact hello chat i see you 
I appreciate you. You're here. That's good. Let's hang out for a little bit. And uh, subscribe to us here, Fightful Overbooked, here at youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked, because content every day, including tonight we're doing a AEW Revolution watch-along. I'll probably pop in. Uh, if not late, I'll be there. But, uh, you know, all the pals come in, in and out. But uh, we'll see who runs it. It'll either be myself or Rob, but who knows? If not, we got our super chats. They're open. Go support us here at Fightful Overbooked. If you are in a financial position to do so, that's always helpful. And then, uh, and we... if you're not, steal your mom's credit card, as Sean always says. Yes. Uh, yeah. Not something I would necessarily do, but it's not something I wouldn't say don't do. That's the thing. I wouldn't do it, but I strongly advise you to do so. That's right. Do as I say, not as I don't do. And our Overbook Discord is open. There's a link in the description. It's free, free 99. That one's free. So come and join us every single time. And for some it's reason, free. this is free. Hi. On the Discord, it's free. I'm going to keep that. I'm just going to keep that ticker going. <laughs> <laughs> booyaka, booyaka. Dipshit, son. Anyway, we're here. And of course, our pal Caden starts us off. Enjoy my monies while I go work on homework. Go get work done. Go get A's. Get your stuff done. My God, Caden, who just bravely took like a, a five hour break from wrestling media. Five hour? I thought it was like God bless five him. minutes at best. <laughs> He'll be on that uh the pre-show, I think. That so there's a lot there's a lot happening. All right, in Fightful yes. World. You got this. You got the pre-show. You got the watch along. You got the post show with Sean and Julie Cutler. And you got me and Alex on Fightful Select doing a post show. It's a busy day here at Fightful because it's Revolution Day, Joel. We got to talk about Revolution, don't we? There's like a there's a card. It finally formed. First of all, how are you? Uh, how are you feeling going into Revolution? Are you like? Are you excited? Are you just kind of like, yeah, it's a show that's happening. Like, what, what what's your scale one to ten? How are you feeling about Revolution tonight? Um, I have actually like the builds a lot more than most people. And it's not just because Tony Khan signs our checks. I. <laughs> uh, that's your Wednesday pod. They sign the checks. for. That's right. Yeah. We're the only, the only people I can think of in the entire known universe who lie tweet dark and dark elevation. God bless <laughs> the Mark order pod and Ryan and, and those who are running that social team. Cause wow. It's actually Ryan's birthday today. So what better way to, than to just absolutely bury him. But it's his birthday. He does he does tweet dark and, and elevation, and um, he'll also be on that pre-show. It's like a GCW scramble at that that pre-show. But uh, I've I really liked the builds. Um, I, I I feel like people were like MJF and Danielson is so predictable, and I'm like, well, I feel like most of the time a the first like major major title program somebody has with their belts is usually kind of predictable. Um, in that they're probably going to keep it. But I feel like Danielson actually has done a good job planting a seed of doubt. And if the build is Danielson has to put on incredible matches on a weekly basis and MJF is going to reveal. And I, I know some people didn't love like all of his promos, but I, I didn't mind them um, like more layers about himself instead of the, the cheap heat. Like I'm, I'm in on that. Like I, I, I felt like that was a perfectly adequate build. I don't know if I love an Iron Man match being on what is traditionally have been very, very long pay-per-views. That's just like a lot to ask. I will say Danielson's Iron Man match with Hangman Page was probably my favorite, if not one of my favorites. Like that did not feel like, oh my God, 
I'm watching an hour. But that also had the guided benefit of they didn't say it was going an hour beforehand. It was just like, holy crap, they're going an hour and this is what we're getting. And it it took up half of um, Winter is Coming, right? So I, I've liked the build, the tag match. I'm, uh, I'm like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed kind of thing. If it's a swerve for FTR, cool. If it's a swerve to set up CM Punk FTR, CM FTR in the trio title, even cooler because you guys know how I feel about CM Punk's wrestling. Um, so I, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like a solid build. I feel like this is one where if they pulled out some surprises, that could be a good thing. If not CM Punk, some other stuff that maybe is waiting in the wings. We know Miro is out there. We know that Scorpio Sky is on the bench. Um, we know that there are some healthy people that could could make a return. Never mind free agents and the whatnot. But also, as women's wrestling advocate slash nag, like kind of disappointing to see that we only have the triple threat on this card. Also, realistically, managing expectations of this is a shorter card because we do have that Iron Man match. So, I kind of have mixed feelings on it. I will wait and see what they actually give us. But some people are thinking Danielson is going over. We saw it in the chat. I've heard a lot of that of late. I wouldn't be mad about that. Let's not forget the Reign of Terror from Triple H was not a consecutive day's Reign of Terror. So could be really, really fun. We'll see. What do you? What are your thoughts on this build? Are you well, first of all? You're a nagvocate, is what I would call you. Oh, a, a nagvocate is great. Yes, I think that's that's how you should uh, label yourself from now on a nagvocate. Because. I'm an advocate of women's wrestling in that way, but I'm also just advocating nagging. Yes. That's I right. love that. Cause I, I do that on multiple fronts, not just women's wrestling. That's great, great. for us. Uh, someone asking if we saw Brit's interview with take on brawl out, go watch newsworthy on the channel. Jeremy and I got deep into that yesterday, along with a whole lot of brawl out conversation, because I think a lot of people need to understand, and we'll, I'll talk about revolution in a second. I think people need to understand that, uh, it's not just a, a, a two or three sided story. There are so many people affected by what happened. And I think Brit, and I said this on the show that Jeremy and I did, Brit was the right person to talk about it because she said all the right things. I think her saying that she was heartbroken and embarrassed for her locker room, that was right. And I said to Jeremy, it's okay to feel embarrassment because that was an embarrassing moment for your company and you shouldn't be proud of anything that happened. So go watch that. It's newsworthy. It's on uh, Fightful Overbooked. It's a video that dropped yesterday, so Saturday morning. Uh, Jeremy and I take a lot of time to uh, talk about news stories that may have passed by your newsfeed or ones that stuck around and maybe you got interested in or like some are funny and some are more serious and and we kind of delve into uh context and and writing and things like that so check that and out more importantly you deem them worthy yes they are it is news that is worthy <laughs> all right our nagvocate is here uh, <laughs> so revolution i am of a few mindsets going into tonight i'm probably about a five um i'm expecting a fun wrestling show which is normally what AEW can give me i i know that the wrestlers can wrestle but I'm also a story guy, and I feel like some of these stories were told at a pace that didn't really keep me the whole time. Um, and I'm really just trying to like get excited piece by piece, but at the same time, I want to be excited for the entire show. Uh, I, I, I would love for Danielson and MJF to open tonight. <laughs> get Danielson is that room. would be awesome. I would be like, we're good. I could go home. We're happy. But no, that's that's not what we're gonna do. It's probably gonna be the main event. That's fine. They're on the West Coast. Um, 
I'm I'm looking forward to that match, but also it's a 60 minute match, so they really have to keep attention for you know at least 45 of that, and it's difficult. And if anyone can do it, it's Danielson. And then if anyone can bring a little extra pizzazz to it, it's MJF. I'm interested to see where they kind of lead with that match, and we'll we'll give our little predictions and we'll run down the card properly itself. But um, one thing that really bugs me, and I I pointed this out on Twitter without giving my opinion, um, but I'll give it here. It's a lot of gimmicky matches here. Literally yes. every single match except for two are gimmick matches of some sort. Or like some weird convolute. Like you, so you got a 60-minute Iron Man match. Okay? There's a gimmick. You have a four-way tag match for the AW World Tag Team Championships. You have a singles and match. A gi- and a gimmick is holding the title already in a way. Right? Let's, <laughs> let's be honest. That's yeah, true. And, and also literally everyone else around them is some sort of gimmick of themselves. Scissors, guitars, Danhausen. Like, come on. Everyone is uh, Orange Cassidy, I guess. Is, he, Orange Cassidy is Orange Cassidy. He, he's, a, he's a gimmick character, though. Let's be real. Yes. Like, he's a great character and a great wrestler, but leans gimmicky. Yeah, exactly. Fair to say. Uh, you have a okay, so the TNT title match and the trios match are the only two non gimmick matches. You have a Texas Death match. You have a three way for the AW Women's Championship. You have the Starks and Jericho match where JAS is is banned from ringside, and then you have the final burial match. That's a lot of gimmicks, and it felt like. And every time I look at the match cards, like the designs that they put, there's a there's a banner at the top, and and not everything needs a banner. Like Texas Death match, the final burial. Triple threat, like not everything needs that, and I just feel like this is kind of a kind of an overbooked, haha, pardon the pun, mess of a card for those. What do you have against overbooked? I run the damn channel. <laughs> fair, fair, a fair yeah. counterpoint. So while I'm looking forward to it, I'm almost a, of the mindset like, why don't you just put every match inside a cage and we'll do lethal lockdown pay per view again? <laughs> I um. I, I agree with you there. And there's a few things that kind of bug me. Um, Christian and Jungle Boy being a final burial match. I A lot of people are like, well, Jungle Boy has to win. So it was a, a final burial match, meaning this is Christian's last day in AEW or whatever. So that's kind of a, a bummer if that would be the case. I've actually really loved the work that Christian has done. But I also feel like, I, I understand it's between Christian and, and Jungle Boy, but I'm like, we got a stipulation match for the same feud last pay-per-view. Like, we had this with Luchasaurus in a, in a cage, uh, and so I kind of feel like a stipulation match to blow off essentially the same feud is is kind of kind of lame, so I would not do that. Um, this, this could have been a dynamite main event that would have done really well. Agreed. But instead, we're doing it on pay-per-view as a random, the final burial match. And for Christian, th- this can't be his last match. He, According to Sean, he's got several years left on this deal. So either there isn't an extension that was under, there aren't several years left, and someone got it wrong, or what are we doing? Like, what is the final barrel? Is it buried alive? We don't know. It could be as easy as stick your opponent, get your opponent down for the 10 count, but then guess what? We have a Texas death match that does the same thing. Nobody knows what the rules are. It's kind of frustrating. I will say, too, while I do feel like this is overly gimmicky, it kind of feels like a lot of the stipulations are at least called for in a way in that, like, 
the Texas death match makes sense for Mox and Heyman. The triple threat makes sense for the women's story. So it doesn't feel like they've reverse engineered into it, but I, I completely agree with what you're saying of like, I think AEW's biggest strength is when there's just like two really great wrestlers that can go and they have a solid story, like getting back to bare bones. And I'll also say that you're like at a five, I'm probably like at a, a seven or an eight. A, a solid build with a solid pay-per-view is exactly what they got at, like, full gear. And it kind of feels like we're just doing that again. I feel like full gear was really important because it got the product back on track. But then to have this be kind of just like, a this is a, this is a solid build with a solid pay-per-view. Um, it doesn't feel pay-per-view-y in a way. I just, oh my god. While you were talking, I was just thinking about the final burial. And how everyone's like, oh, Christian's going to lose. He has to lose. Luchasaurus is coming back tonight. 100%. And he's going to cost one or the other this match. And if he sides with Christian, and he, they're going to do the, the Undertaker, like, pops out of the grave and at the last second or whatever it is. Whatever the, whatever the stipulation is, wherever the wrestler is supposed to finish the match, Luchasaurus is going to come out of that hole. And that's gonna be that's gonna lead to the finish, and that's gonna influence the finish. Do you put- out book everyone? Luchasaurus is flipping sides more than the Big Show. Do it up, let's go! It's gonna be Big Show coming out and being like, "Yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it." But like, that's that's it. That's where I think the final burial should be the the final burial is like the final time you're allowed to use Luke Perry as a piece of a burial. Like that's what's on the line here. Is like, can we stop talking about Jungle Boy's family as if it's his only trait? There is something inherently weird watching Jack Perry digging a grave and being like, yeah, you want to talk about my dad? You want to talk about and I, I was like mortified. I was like, oh my God, is he about to be like, well, here's my dad. <laughs> I was like, oh, don't do this. I've said from the start that I feel like Christian has been doing some incredibly sound, like fundamental basic heel work yeah. and doing it really, really well. I've, I kind of put it as... Um, the lines are drawn, like, and how you shade them in is with the story. Christian has been great at drawing the lines for the most part, but because, and some of it was out of their control, right? Because some injuries, because of the way things played out, like, uh, it, it just feels like it, it's gotten so long in the tooth. It feels like a Jericho feud. I'm like, has Christian fought anybody else in AEW outside of like his initial outwork, everyone and this feud. So um, I feel like that's part of why it feels so reiterated on that stuff was like, that was the story they were leading with and it just didn't get resolved for months. But I'm like, all right, like jungle boy has more than his dad to him in the same way that I feel like Cody Rhodes has more than his dad to him. And I wish they would lean into those things a little bit more, but the final burial should just be like, this is the final time you get to mention Lou Perry's name on screen. We're going to bury his name in the mud and we done with it. <laughs> no, if there's one thing Edge and Christian are really good at, it's working the same people for over a year and eventually it, us being like, okay, we can, we can move past this now. Uh, that being said, I hope this is it between Christian and Jungle Boy. It's got to be. But like, that's the problem. If you bring Luchasaurus back into the mix, you can't really get away with, you know, it's got to end. It's just got to end. But then you, you put a boy and his dinosaur back together, and then what do you do? But whatever. I This is going to sound mean, and I don't mean for it to sound mean, but like 
Luchasaurus is a wrestler who largely hasn't been super for me anyway. I'm very impressed by in-ring what he can do kind of as a big man. Um, like, that guy shouldn't be able to do a shooting star press. That's ridiculous. Uh, but I, I... I like gimmicks. I don't like when they're two-dimensional, and I feel like the dino thing was two-dimensional. I would have liked if he had turned heel and just unmasked because we've all seen him without his mask anyway. I didn't need like spooky black mask and look what happened. It got him into trouble anyway. So uh, I, I don't know. I, d- I don't want Luchasaurus back in the sense that I don't want Luchasaurus back. And I also don't want Jungle Boy to be like, oh, dope. He saved me in this match. So everything is cool. Even though he betrayed me kind of for no reason. Um, it, it got unclear there. So I just, I don't really miss Luchasaurus. So, so like, I'll get to two things. First of all, someone's saying, like, Jack wants singles gold. Don't see Jurassic Express reuniting. You can do both. And I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. I'm just saying, like, you can do one. You can have Jack be like, I want my buddy back. And then Buddy be like, okay, I'll be here for you, but I'm not going to get in your way type of thing. Uh, so that's number one. And then number two, I see our pal Kylie, who hosts Tag Talk on the channel, by the way. Check that Woo-hoo! out. Yeah, she rocks. So uh, Christian versus Adam Cole will be fun for a bit. So I, I I had a feeling you could do that. Or if Danielson loses, have Danielson and Cole, and then it all out, you do Cole and Britt versus Danielson and Bree. I'm going to barf on you. <laughs> I want to do Because you have this whole... You, listen, Roads to the Top Season 3 is Britain her baby. Like, that's what... that's All Access is exactly that. It's the story of baby... You have a floundering TBS title, and you're like, you know where Britt Baker should go. <laughs> she should have a thing with her boyfriend. Yes. Oh, my God. They're together, so they must be presented as a... Also, um... I think there's a lot of upside to Brie Bella. In ring was not her strongest suit. I feel like Nikki improved drastically in the time she was there. I don't. I don't know if that's a a good move. Um, there's a lot of things that that Brie can offer, but I feel like an in ring program with that caliber of, of wrestling is not going to be great for her. Um, so that's not the capacity I would bring her in. But I also feel like Adam Cole might be next for MJF. Like the timing that he's returning is kind of suspicious with with what we're lining up. And he came back as a face. And uh, MJF's been pretty vocal in the past about wanting to face him. So I'm thinking about this too. Okay. To Sincere question. Did that song have lyrics? Yeah. What are you saying? It was, it was lo-fi in the back mix. It was check, please. Give me the money. This song is awful. Brie mode. Give me the check. And also Brie is drunk. Give me the check. Why did I lose my shoe? <laughs> Why did I lose my shoe? My shoe. Why? Rent free. Rent free up here, baby. Free mode. Anyway. Uh, I knew what it said at the beginning, but it frustrated me to no end that I didn't know what was mixed in the back. That sounded like words, but I didn't know what the words were. Like when I tell you I lost sleep over that in the dorkiest way possible. No. What are the words? The the words are move on. The moves are <laughs> so uh I listen to We Watch Wrestling Podcast and they used to use Bree Mode as code for fast forwarding through certain segments. <laughs> Did you Bree Mode through Rob? Bree Mode. <laughs> That's basically how I ended. So good. 
Those guys roll, by the way. They do. I, I love them. They were at West Coast last night, and so were our pals over at uh, Grapsity. So good on them. Awesome. I wonder if they all hung out. Probably not. Besties. Where are we at now? Probably uh, not because everyone in wrestling media hates each other. Or if they eat together or are having an orgy. It's important to remember that. Meanwhile, I'm getting DMs from my friend. I'll, I'll tell you off the air. who wanted, She wanted to introduce herself to Will and uh, and the gang. I don't know if she did. She like, so I read the first part of the message, and I was like, I hope you did. Oh, Will will be like, oh, you want to meet me? Sign my 8 by 10 yeah, that's right. So I had to go through Tony first. Tony and Mega have to approve this uh, this appearance and this this autograph session. Uh, and there's a lot of irony. He's Virgil out there. He's like, give me your $25. Oh, you don't have 25 Take my 20 Oh, my God. Uh, speaking of, uh, I don't know. I got nothing. Jericho and Starks is another gimmick match. The JAS is banned from ringside. This has been an ongoing thing. I know we've talked about this being a story told from reverse. Uh, I know we all hope that Starks walks out of this unscathed from the Jericho vortex, but like, I really think Action Andretti is joining the JAS tonight. I really think so because that is the most sports entertainmenty name imaginable. I just, I'm, I'm looking for my puke bucket. Um, You're gonna need one because I got plenty of that tonight. <laughs> I everything's a swerve, by the way, if you haven't noticed. Like Luchasaurus comes back. Whose side is he on? Action Andretti is gonna join the, the Jericho Appreciation Society. See, that's what most people are predicting. This is what I mean by like some surprises would be good. And I I I kind of incorrectly, I think, followed up with what I meant. Like some surprises would be good. It doesn't have to be somebody coming back, but like if you if you just do something different here, I think it could be really fun. I, I've been saying Paul White should come back as Jericho and Action Andretti should take out Paul White and Ricky Starks wins and cost Jericho again. Because I feel like the story that was there from the beginning is Action Andretti upset victory. Action Andretti being in Jericho's way so much. I think that's a more compelling story. And also, I don't know what the JAS has done for the members in it of late other than get them really good matches. Like I feel like Daniel Garcia is a, a super like world champion caliber wrestler. I feel like he would make more progress on his own than he would in the JAS or kind of should have just joined Blackpool combat club when they had the chance to do that. Um, and so I don't know if action and ready like that at some point that stable is just like a little bit too robust <laughs> Uh, so I, I would prefer that they did something different also just from the perspective of, I don't want to see the same thing in wrestling a bunch. And that's kind of what we've, we've gotten a lot from the Jericho appreciation society. You have a chance here to do something different and really fun. I think it makes action and ready a superstar. If he is like in Jericho's way again, and the feud pivots to Jericho and action and ready versus, um, dragging this out with Ricky Starks again. So I think that could be a, a super fun way to go. I wouldn't be surprised if they went the way you're saying. I think that's what people are expecting at this point. It would be fun if they did something unexpected here that also let Starks move into something different. If Hobbs wins the uh, TNT title, there's some resolved, unresolved stuff there with, with Starks and Hobbs that you could go right back into. Uh, there's a, a lot of fun ways you can go with it. And them specifically saying Jericho Appreciation Society is banned from ringside makes it a little different because somebody else could 
could come out, right? Jericho brought Juventud Guerrero back on screen. So we will see uh, what what is to come. But my preference is that they do something different. And I also just feel like Andretti's a, a more natural baby face with his um, disposition and, and his moveset even. like I feel like the aerial stuff lends itself to, to baby-faceness. Kate, anyone can be a heel. All you got to do is just be a dick. Anyone can be. Anyone can be, including Action and Freddy. Uh, I, I do want to bring this up. So, actually, uh, Gazillion Beers is talking about the graphic. They, <laughs> Hi, Gazillion Beers. Hello. Good guy. They did, um, they, they screwed, someone screwed up because on Instagram, it, they changed it. They took it down where it said everyone's banned and now it just says JAS is banned. So, like, I think it kind of confused a bunch of people who were paying attention, but I saw someone post the everyone is banned, but now I'm on the AEW uh, Instagram and it says just JAS is banned. I've got a theory for you. Not an Austin theory, but a oh, theory. I like him. He's fine. Go ahead. Uh, I don't think that was a mistake. I think they wanted you to notice the difference because of what Stop. it implies. Stop it. I don't think it was that. No, I, I think, think I, I sincerely do. I think they I think did that. I think social's fucked up because that's what happens in AW socials. Someone okay. inevitably screws up. I know that's right. But I do think... That that's also a really fun way to demonstrate what you're implying without doing it on screen. Oh God! Oh, the idea of JAS dissolving and we do a third Jericho faction. Well, no, Kylie, let's not let's not do it. No, Keith I can't. Lee I can't survive Jericho. another one. Limitless Jericho Enterprises. Tully's back. I don't know. I don't want it. Please don't do it. Let's, let's just think of like the other things that like let's knock off existing AEW stables. Like it's that best friends. It's like super good pals or <laughs> death triangle. There's like five of them. So it's what the um, house of black becomes the house of Jericho. <laughs> They'll call it the house of six. Because there are six members. No other reason. Absolutely no other reasons. Not no other. Uh, the elite becomes. Uh, oh, I don't know. The subpar. <laughs> that would be That's too honest for some of these feuds. That's true. Oh dear. Oh yeah, exactly. They do it because nobody wants it. And I say feuds because I feel like all the talent involved is good. They just don't know when to move on. So so. Are we kind of feeling that Jericho gets his win back because somebody screw somebody gets involved, or does Starks win and that's it? We finally move on from Ricky Starks. Wait, the unappreciated society. The unappreciators. It's going to be like the un-Americans, but the unappreciators. Yeah. Wait, what did you ask? Uh, <laughs> do we feel like Jericho gets his win back and it continues, or does Starks move on after tonight and get the uh, definitive win over Chris Jericho? My heart says it moves on. My seeing the way they book this promotion says it stays. So if you're asking me for a prediction, I think it continues. If you're asking me for what I think would be the best option in the match, it's that we move the F on. Get the F out of this feud. The only other place you can, like, okay. Jericho gets his win back. This this is this is why uh, booking for the city you're in is weird. They're going to be in Winnipeg, you idiot, in about a week. 
Jericho is famously a Winnipegger. That's what they call. No, don't just saying that. Um, <laughs> can you do? I don't know. He's going to be very much cheered until he says, "Like I don't live there anymore. I live in Florida, the greatest place on earth." And everyone's like, "Oh God, oh gross." But would you have Starks lose tonight to Jericho and then have Starks win in Winnipeg and that's the blow off? What I know. <laughs> So the, this is the whole thing. It's like, what does Jericho do in, in Winnipeg knowing that he's going to almost certainly get cheered unless he has a scathing promo that gets him? Well, if, if you move on from this, you could leverage Winnipeg for a whole new thing, right? Like A whole new group, maybe. A whole, a whole new faction. <laughs> Jericho and his peggers. And it's Cardona and it's Brian Myers. And they talk about like, um, the, isn't it called a peg warmer when there's a, an action figure that doesn't move or something? I don't listen to major players, but I'm sure it is. I don't, but I, one of my friends who's very into collecting it told me that like, if an action figure isn't moving, they call it a peg warmer because it's like just stuck on on the pegs. And they that's that's the whole thing. It's no, the, three of them, Jericho and Christian. Are going to and Christian's Canadian, he's not from Winnipeg, but like a group of Canadians. So Jericho Christian 2.0, and who else is, is a Canadian on the roster who who's kind of swimming and not doing much? They're not Canadians, but they love Bret Hart so much. FTR comes back in the spot. Oh god, FTR with Chris <laughs> Jericho. Let's go. So like we're not Canadian, but we love Bret Hart so much. CJ we feel like we are. CJ FTR, let's no! go. We're doing it. Oh, yeah, God. The perfect peggers. Oh, my God. We got it. But uh, we're, we're amazing at this. Yeah, we're really good at this. The problem <laughs> is sometimes when I do this, it happens. And then people get real upset at me. Yeah. Good I'm time. one of those people, Joel. <laughs> no, it's great. Uh, the Elite. Speaking of Winnipeg, Kenny Omega is part of the Elite. He's going to be in a match versus the House of Black for the Trios Championship. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this has become a, a meta story in a way. Because it's starting to feel with all the outside news of like, where does Kenny go next if he leaves AEW? Uh, and how are the Bucks feeling? Do they really care about this company anymore? All that stuff. It's it's almost like, are the elite getting lazy? Are the elite getting lazy and they're just going to drop to House of Black and then just kind of do their own thing for the next few months? Like, what are we doing? What, what's the plan here? Or are the elite actually just swerving us and they're going to they're gonna win this match handily? Oh my God, the lights just went out. There it goes. Oh, no, the lights went out. Is it Sabu? No, it's me. It's a very blurry you. It's House of Kate. Yeah, House of, Kate, House of Kate's real blurred up. That wasn't... Oh, there no, that was. That didn't go as planned. No, um, No, I think CMFTR comes back to cost them the match and House of Black wins. Stop it. <sighs> let me dream, Joel. If you're going to fantasy book bullshit, at least let me have my dreams. Also, I love that in the chat, Kylie's talking about the Hangman and Elite storyline. When last week we were talking about how everyone's like, oh, Hangman and the Elite, Hangman and the Elite. And the second that that happened, I was like, nah, it's Hangman and Dark Order. <laughs> and that's exactly what It could have meant so many things. Like, that's why I wasn't things. jumping to conclusions. Yeah, I got to mend some fences. I'm like, ah, the Elite can mend their own fences. It's going to be the Dark Order. They need help with their fencing. Like, if you need to mend your fences, you got to go to Home Depot. That's right. There's um, one literally right outside my window, I see. 
they have that like banger of a theme for their commercials too that like uh i i do think i feel like the elite do drop here huh do drop i was wondering i feel like they pipe they piper niven here uh <laughs> because hyper pivot they hyper pivot um i i sincerely i don't i don't think because of any of the stuff you just mentioned but i do think that um they set up so much money in the chase with that best of seven series that i don't think this reign needs to go that long but i think it was i think it was important to put it back on them as like a this is what we're here to do kind of thing my only thing it does feel like house of black well i feel like the vignettes have been great this needs to be a really great match, and I think it will because it feels like they are the less important um, trio, and they're going to be the ones holding the title. So it, I, I think. Uh, so I just want to make sure that their follow up story, whatever that might be, is perfect because that's where they tend to drop the ball. Is like they do really great chases to titles, and then they kind of drop what's on the other side of it, i.e., the tag match and a lot of their solo reigns, uh, but. I I do think that the elite drop here because I think it's just the best decision. I think, you know, when you have heels that are in a position where everybody wants them to win, that's like a special thing to to capitalize on because they're probably going to get cheered about it, but they're demonic and evil and have one foot in reality and one foot in this twisted, uh, what did Malachi Black say his character was? The devil with amnesia, which is just like the coolest shit I've ever heard. Uh <laughs> I think it's that was his like that was his uh, Alistair Black character. That was his Alistair Black character, but there's definitely some of that right. twistedness going on here, right? So, uh, I it's just that's just one of the like the like coolest ideas that I feel like you can do in pro wrestling. So, I I hope that they go over here. I think they deserve it. I think it would be healthy for the product, especially because you do have a lot of babyface trios kind of got, like this top flight and AR Fox thing versus house of black could be really, really good. So um, if you're going to build out a slate of competitors for the trios division, you could easily put best friends in there, right? Having a, a solid heel faction would be really good. And they're just such a great trio because all three of them, I want to see work together and I want to see all three of them in individual matches. And the idea of someone running through all three of them when they work so differently like Brody King is just so awesome. Uh, yeah, I I, I want to see it. I want to see them as trios champions. So good stuff. It just feels like the build hasn't been about between about these two trios in a way. You know what I mean? They it's funny because uh, they they did and they didn't. Right? They came out House of Black did, and they're they destroy everything uh, like a few months ago, and they're like, we want the elite. This was before the elite won. The trio's tag titles back. They were still in the midst of the set, the best of seven with uh, with with Death Triangle. And I'm sitting there. I'm just like, well, you just kind of gave away the trio's championship best of seven, right? And then they were like, Joel, hold my beer. We're going to tell you the stipula- stipulation for all seven matches. <laughs> yeah. And I was, oh, all right. Sure. Okay. Uh, and then they took out Brandon Cutler on that one episode of, of Rampage. And I was just like, okay, I wouldn't mind if House of Black came out and took someone out systematically, right? Cutler, Nakazawa, Don Callis. You can like either Don Callis and like pull him out into a room or something and, and then just do a scene in the back. Whatever. There was ways to like tell the story of the House of Black coming after the elite. 
but they didn't. Instead, they kind of let it sit and do nothing for almost a month while the elite was having, you know, matches with AR Fox and, and top flight, which is fine. Great banger matches. That's cool. But like, we're not telling a, a, a festering story. We're just like, Hey, remember the time a few months ago when this happened? Doesn't help. That doesn't help. That, that's not to me. That's really? not storytelling. Messing with Eddie Kingston, and then Eddie Kingston quit the company. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I professional wrestling. I also kind of viewed it as uh, it's just like, hi, Kate. I know you've been obsessed with ROH, but let's also give you the feud you've been just like burning inside for. Uh, I <laughs> I also feel like House of Black is there to torment the entire roster, right? So. It's kind of a bigger story of like we want the elite, but we're coming in to to create like wreak havoc essentially over everyone and everything. Yeah. Um, do you think Julia Hart gets involved? In a way, I don't think she's going to be. I, I think there's going to be something funny between Cutler and Julia Hart. Where like, oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, she's just going to spook him, or he's going to be like completely spooked out by her the entire time, and then eventually, like something's there, there will be some interaction, and I'm sure it'll be really funny. She um, should spit mist at him, but when he has the goggle, the mask, yeah, that would be so good. I pitched this, <laughs> and of course, uh, Alex Pulaski then uh, <clears throat> ripped me off. I, I said on BTE they should have Cutler go in and have to go into the spooky room from Wednesday when the when. House of Black had the, the trios titles and they dropped them on the floor and left. They should have had a BTE sketch where Cutler has to go into the spooky room and like retrieve the titles, the trios titles, and just like freak out the entire way through. We'll see if they do it. Um, yeah. But do you feel like the trios titles are taking away from the world tag titles? I've seen this kind of going around and I don't disagree with the idea. <laughs> possibly not think that <laughs> there are people there some listen some people think that like the trios titles are perfect and everything and said that's three people and the tag titles are two people but the reason i think that is because you're taking a lot of tag teams and you're adding as my controllers fall down um you're adding a third person and like you're taking away from potential stories like it's a weird it's a weird situation to be in you've got the trios and the tag titles what, what do you what are you thinking is it is it is in the way Yes, but I don't think it's the trio's title's fault. I think you had a whole other crop of tag teams that you could have called up and given them a ton of work to do while these teams were working in the trio's picture, and you just didn't. Like, I feel like it's a huge swing and a miss on their part that, like, you don't have... This is a great, great excuse to get the workhorsemen on your television, to get um, Iron Savages on your television, to get... The wingman, look at the look at the pot my pretty Peter got when he came out there in this Jericho storyline. There's so many great tag divisions, and part of what's so great about the tag division is the depth of it. And then you didn't use any of the depth of it when you moved some of the top acts over to the trios picture. That feels like a failure failure of execution on their part, not fault of the titles, but the four pack that we have for the tag titles, assuming it's not a swerve for FTR. What if if what they've told me is true, this is the worst tag picture that we've had on Dynamite or on AEW ever. Ever. We were doing four packs with the Young Bucks and Hangman and Kenny and like we were doing good stuff back in the day. This is the best tag division in the world and they just didn't capitalize on the depth of it at all. Yeah. At all. 
and, and the I, Lucha Brothers aren't in that four pack. Are you kidding me? Like, what are we doing? Well, I, I was like, well, they're Death Triangle, and then they give this promo with Mark Briscoe, and I was like, what? Hey, you're just a you're tag team now, and you're not in this four pack. Just bad. It was a bad, bad, bad follow up on on their part. But I I I agree with the premise that the trios titles have taken away from the tag division. I disagree with the idea that it's because of the, the trios titles that they couldn't have done both in a compelling way. No, you can absolutely have done both. But I think the, the argument was more that the, the booking and the emphasis got lost completely in the shuffle of doing a trios and tag division at the same time. If you have someone who is booking, sorry, who is booking cohesively and is booking, um, in, in a balanced way knows how to how to spin the plates at the same time then this wouldn't be a problem but it is a problem because that person is not spinning the plates at the same it's time jeff Jer- it's on my tv twice a week anyway that that's just my general feeling so so what are we doing is it elite retain tonight or house of black pick up the tag the house uh, of black th- baby you're going house of black okay Damn. and uh who gets involved in the match <laughs> I my heart wants it to be CMFTR real bad. Takeshta gets involved and costs House of Black the match, and we start a Takeshta tries to join the elite story. No. Okay. <laughs> Triple threat for the women's world championship. It's Jamie Hayter versus Sarayer versus Ruby Soho. Uh did we talk about this already? We talked about this last week, didn't we? I don't think we did because you were with, weren't you with Timothy last week? No, I was with you. No, you were with me last week. I don't know what's We happened. had a two hour conversation, Kate. We I, had a two hour conversation. A lot has happened in this week that feels happened. like six years ago. Tell me uh, how you feel about this match, where, you're, where your mind is, and who's going to win. This is another one. My heart says Ruby because I like the idea of her being her own woman paying off here. I think it's going to be Sarayer, as you've said. <laughs> Um, you got to do I, the New York accent too. It's Sarayer. 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 Uh, I love Taz on commentary. Speaking of this triple threat and Taz, triple Taz singing Ruby Soho's theme is the best thing yes. in the world. And that's why Ruby Soho should win because he'll spend every week having to sing the song. Yep. At 9.23 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear Ruby, Ruby, Soho, Ruby, Ruby, So He just, he sings it like he's an old Jewish. Ruby, Ruby. <laughs> It's so great. I wonder how Lars feels about that. I'm sure he like laughs at it and hit part of him deep down just like, I'm going to show this motherfucker how to sing this song. I swear to God. He's a wrestling guy. He probably loves it. He's like he probably loves jazz. it. But deep down, you got you to gotta show some respect to my work. I, uh, I'm a treat by this. Because I wouldn't be surprised at any of the three outcomes. I'd be a little more surprised at if the thing I wanted to happen happened. But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be floored by by any of this. Like I could see Jamie retaining, and I could see Sarayer going over, and I could see Ruby winning for a transitional title reign, maybe to a returning Chris Statlander or something, or something comes out of this bigger story uh, with these two bickering sides that we have. We gotta get the blood and guts already. We gotta get there. We do. We do. Uh, there's a there's a few people that could come back in the slot. I'm intrigued. I think Thunder Rosa still has a way to go. 
So does but, so does Stat for that long for that matter. So does Stat, um, which I think Ruby winning and then dropping it to Stat in a few months could be a very a viable program because they also let's not forget Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho had that Owen tournament match and that was the first time the crowd ever kind of turned on Ruby and not really against her but just so heavily in favor of Chris. Ruby always said that was her always said the last interview I saw with her said that Chris was her favorite match that she's ever had. Um, so I think you could go a couple ways with this. I feel like Saraya is going over realistically. Like you probably only have so much time in the ring with her and you've probably invested a lot of money in her. So my guess is that she's going over, but I I would love an upset with Ruby here. I don't know. Do you think Britt turns on Jamie? No, I think that happens later guts. That's where I think it happens. I, I've mentioned this before. So, I would love Ruby to win tonight because it flips the script on the pick a side Ruby story. Yes. Suddenly everyone wants the champion to be a part of their, their, their side. That right. Part. And instead she holds all the cards. She's the one. Uh, and, and I like the idea of playing that out for a little bit. Jamie, however, is still very popular and people love her. And I understand why. Um, Soraya winning is like, uh, I think if this, I think if Soraya had been more impressive in the matches she's had, I would be more inclined to be like, yeah, she could absolutely head up your division, but she's not there for me. And I don't like the idea of her winning. Can I see it happening? Absolutely. Because then they think that it's going to be Soraya, this big star who came in and she's going to change the division, blah, blah, blah. Like they might have a feeling that that's going to do it. That being said, for storyline purposes, Ruby Soho. For longevity and getting to the to the the blood and guts match that we talked about, Jamie retaining and then Britt turning on Jamie in the cage, costing her team the match, and then being like, "I don't care about blood and guts. I don't care about OGs and outsiders. I care about the women's world championship. I want it back." And at blank pay per view, it's you and I, Jamie Hayter. And that that that's the story. Um, so if that happens tonight, if Jamie retains tonight, I think that's where we go for blood and guts if we do that. And that's the outcome. If Ruby wins tonight, then there's a really fun story. If Soraya wins, I am turning off my TV. Oh, that's harsh. But I do, I do feel like, to your point, the matches haven't been totally there. And my concern is that they, maybe they just can't be with her limitations with her neck. Like, she might be clear to to be back in the ring, but maybe not at, at full capacity. And and that makes me sincerely nervous of, um, but also did you bring back Soraya to not win a title is also kind of weird, right? Like that's, that's a tough place to, to put yourself in. Um, but this My, is the only women's match on the card. So we'll see what they do with it. <laughs> my, my feeling with Soraya is like, she's told people a billion times. I know my limitations. I know to wrestle. It's same thing happened when Brian Danielson came back. When Daniel Bryan, as he was in WWE came back, he gave a million interviews where he said, I know what I'm doing to like, I, I practice tumbling. I practice all this stuff so that I wouldn't land on my neck and head. And I trusted that. And I, I still you know, had a wince whenever he would land on his neck. and the, But that's wrestling. So that, that's wrestling. That's part of it. Soraya is in the same camp. She's adapting her style. Not that she was ever like super high flyer Soraya Page or whatever that is. But like you adapt your style based on your limitation or whatever you need to do to, you know, be good. Right. 
But she's only had like four matches doing that, right? So yeah, yeah, that's it's, it's kind of tough. That's yeah. fair. I just don't. I don't. The the character you're not invested. Yeah, not invested. The character doesn't do it for me. The person who plays the character doesn't do it for me. Like, and it's hard to separate the two because she goes on socials and like spends half of her day arguing with people, and then is shocked when she finds out that people don't you know like her or appreciate her. And that's maybe that's so, just me being too. Do too, you hate me? Yeah, because I, I basically do that. It, no, I know that, but also you you know. You don't go on TV and then do a character gimmick. Yet. 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 Uh, I see in the chat asking, if do we get a Statlander return? I still think she's a ways away from coming back, you know? Yeah, uh, that, was a, that was a rough injury, unfortunately. And we don't know what's going to happen with Jade. Jade's not on the card tonight. She's probably not super duper happy about that. I'm not reporting anything. I'm not saying it. I'm really just talking out of, out of my You head. heard it here first, folks. Yeah, listen. Nick Cargirl personally told Joel. That's right. Jade dinner. personally told me. Yeah, over dinner. Oh my God. What did we have? Did we have steak? She so. said, I'm going to meet your cute ass baby, Joel, and I'm going to tell you how I feel about not being booked on the card. That's fine. As long as our kids interact, I think her and I would actually get along. I really think it'd well. be great. Yeah, nice. <laughs> her daughter seems nice. Uh, but yeah, the stat coming back is, I still think, a little while away. And I still think stat taking, like, again, stat taking the title from Jade makes more sense to me than stat taking the women's world championship as it stands right now. She's might not be back till summer. Are we gonna drag this Jade stuff out until summer? They're finding a way now. Are they? Because it just feels like the solution has been Jade's not on my television. Yes, no, that's, that's not that's great. Way. I didn't say it was good or bad. I just said they found a way. <laughs> just don't Touché. put her on TV. Uh Mox and Hangman. This is the match that I am most looking forward to because to me it's had the most story involved that hasn't felt like it's been dropped for random weeks here and there. And I think this is a statement match for Hangman as his character. I'm really looking forward to this match. Clearly title implications, or at least just, you know, pillar implications, whatever you want to call it, uh, exists. And it's a Texas death match. So what if Moxley doesn't bleed? What if this is the match where Mox is like, I'm not going to bleed this time. It's all you hanger. What do we do? Who wins this match? Because for me, this is a good match. I'm excited for it. I love the idea that on pay-per-view in a Texas death match would be the one time John Moxley doesn't bleed. That's the heel turn. That's it right there. That's the heel turn. Y'all were expecting me to look like Carrie at the end of the movie? No. Um, I, this is also probably the match I'm looking most forward to. I, I actually... From a match perspective, I'm actually really looking forward to the Iron Man. I just, in the context of the rest of the pay-per-view, I don't know if I am. But with what Danielson can do in an Iron Man and MJF's in-ring storytelling ability, I'm I'm actually very excited for that match. I just hope I still feel that way after four hours or whatever. Um, I am very excited for this match. This has been some of my favorite work that Hangman Page has done on the mic ever, 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 ever. It has felt so authentic. It has felt so real. It has felt like a pivotal point for his character when he's like looking at his friendships that he's ruined and determining and going back. And like, there, there's just been so much good stuff here. I cannot stress enough how great Renee Paquette has been in the role that she's played in setting up this feud. Extremely underrated piece of this, in my opinion. Uh, and Moxley's great. I think Hangman comes out on top here for no other reason than. I don't think Moxley needs it. And I think this could do a world of good for Hangman. Not that he needs it either, but I, I feel like it would be more productive for him to win this. Um, but I, I'm 
very, very excited. And I feel like they've done a wonderful job building this match. And that's largely a credit to the the people involved in it. Yeah. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Hangman doesn't need the win, but he needs the win. This is something where, to me, this is a a character uh, revealing match. Because this is like, every time Hangman's been in a situation like this, he's kind of pulled back at the last second. He couldn't do it. You know, his his anxiety gets in the way or whatever it is. He can't do it. I think this is the first time where we're going to see him break through from this. And they'll tell the story of like him hesitating, but eventually he's going to do it. And he's going to, you know, take the shot, whatever it is. And Mox losing the match doesn't really hurt him. If anything, it gives him more of an edge if he gets real upset later about it and doesn't not, I'm not saying post-match immediately goes after Hangman, but like maybe, you know, has to refine himself and figure out what he does now because he's not the champion. Go on uh, a real vacation. Yeah, like, go on uh, a yeah. Yeah. Rent <laughs> a houseboat. Go a little bit. Hang no, 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 no. Rent a houseboat. Don't take your wife and kid. Just go on your own. <laughs> Just heal <laughs> up. For me. Don't bleed for like a month. It'll be incredible. No, I um, literally figuratively. That was a that was really well said, Joel. Of like the clarity of he doesn't need the win from a position on the card standpoint. His character, Hangman Page, needs the win, um, and that's that's awesome. Like it, that's an awesome story to to set up. Like it should feel that way with most stories. I would say. <laughs> Moxley hooks him with the pitching rod. <laughs> Uh, I love that. That's good stuff. Debro is consistently one of the just like most awesome chatters that we have on on any show that I've been on. I can say like Friday nights, whatever. Like super, super awesome. Thank you for popping me and and just being nice and cool and normal. And yes, fun. don't change. <laughs> don't change. Just be be as good as you are and continue Stay being. Stay the course. <laughs> uh, Mimosa Joe versus Wardlow for the TNT Championship. There's a lot going on here because now Powerhouse Hobbs. Has the uh, the golden Sonic ring? So, do you have Wardlow win and then Powerhouse lose? Do you have Wardlow lose tonight and then Powerhouse win and then Wardlow looks like a chump again? Do you have Samoa Joe go through both men and then make everyone look stupid? But it's Samoa Joe, so how bad can you really look if you're if you're Samosa Joe? You keep the titles, uh, or does Wardlow? win and then lose does Wardlow win and then win like what now you, you've inserted a third person here so what do you do I think Samoa Joe wins tonight and this ends up being a triple threat on Wednesday I think they just run back the triple threat I don't hate it yeah like Wardlow being pissed off wanting his way back in and Samoa Joe saying sure I beat you twice why not throw him in see if I gave a crap I think it'd be really really fun and then I think Hobbs wins I, th- I think Hobbs is your next TNT champ. Samoa Joe is going to do some really awesome work in Ring of Honor, I think. And I'm I'm excited to see it. I, I don't think he needs both titles. I don't think there's harm in Samoa Joe holding both titles. This King of TV stuff has been awesome. His matches has been great. I, I love Samoa Joe and his work on television. He was fun as a face. He's such a good heel, though. I love his work. And him on commentary the other day, I was like, if he is like, at some point, you know, I'm I'm going to hang it up. If you don't have a contract in your hand, the second he says that with a commentary deal, ready to hand him. That guy is the best, the best. So I think Samoa Joe wins here. I think that 
Wednesday becomes a triple threat main event for the TNT title. Hobbs wins. And then my hope is that Starks comes out as your next challenger for that title. And you just leave Wardlow in the dust completely? Wardlow maybe challenging for the Ring of Honor title. Like he's just fixated on Samoa Joe at that point. Or he War- could be a next on deck guy for, for MJF. Like that could maybe he's he looks a little weak not winning this title, but like Wardlow and MJF got some scores to settle, my friend. Like that could be a really, really fun next program. So we'll see. I love that someone named Joe Smo on our chat says, I feel like we're going in circles with the TNT title. No, I is that the reality show guy, Joe Schmo though? No, that that's the, oh. that, yeah, that, anyway. Punked out. Uh, Mimosa Joe spending his time in Ring of Honor is fine by me. If he drops the title to Wardlow tonight and we start doing Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs, do su- do do a, a Wardlow and Hobbs, you know, title feud for longer than just next week. Uh, and then, yeah, have, have Ragosa Joe go and work Ring of Honor for a while and then reemerge down the line, whatever it is. Like, give him a break. Give give our pal uh, Samosa Joe a bit of a break. I, I like that. I don't hate that idea. And I do feel like um, th- I wouldn't be mad about a next Wardlow reign either because I feel like they punched his first one so bad. But yeah. I also, to the point of it going in circles, I don't really have a problem when mid-card titles go in circles. I think it's kind of fun. I don't like it feeling directionless, but changing hands more often, getting defended more often, having maybe shorter stories and long-term stories brewing at the same time. Like, for just as a taste thing for me, mid-card titles, you can get a little messy with those for me. You can get a little dirtier. I get it. And then you know what? If, if Joe loses, uh, I can go back to calling him the king of streaming. Because he's only the king of TV when he has the TNT title. But if he has the television title from Ring of Honor, he is the king of streaming. That is true. Yeah. That is a great... You did you did crown him appropriately. Yes, as, as one should. Speaking of crowning appropriately... They I, do. Wait, I would love sincerely for Samoa Joe to be like, TV is stupid. I'm the king of streaming. I'm the king of streaming now. Go to watchroh.com. I would love, love, love that if he treated it with the exact same way. It would be so much fun. But sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, so let's move on. I, I I think this is a big cluster, and I don't really have like a, a winner in mind. I really think, and that's good, by the way. I'm I'm happy to to think like between Joe Wardlow and Hobbs. Hobbs is the wild card, and he kind of makes this whole thing weird. But I can see whoever wins tonight going into a program with Hobbs that goes on for a little bit of time. And that's fine with me too. Um, let's talk about the AW World Tag Team Championships. We don't have to spend much time because we're limited on time. Guns acclaimed, Lethal Jarrett, Cassidy, and Danhausen. I feel like the guns are going to retain the titles. That's it. It's it adorable. You were like, oh, we're limited on time. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this. I, I want to spend any time on this. Okay, fine. Guns are retaining unless FTR... Orange Cassidy was selling those ribs pretty hard. So unless FTR takes their their place, if from what they presented me here today, uh, yeah, the guns are retaining, which makes me want to vomit. What if the guns cost? What do they do that the, the Billy gun goes back to the guns now gimmick? I don't think they can, though, because we just kind of saw that they're still a part of the firm, right? We're all a part of the firm if we try hard enough. All you got to do true. is talk to Stokely. If you wish it hard enough. You can become a part of the... If you wish it hard enough and Stokely can make 50 or more dollars on you on a given day. Stoke needs more fans and more friends now that he has to face Hook. He needs more people to, to you know, help him out with his upcoming match against Hook. Daily Guns, that guy. 
Billy Gunn is that guy. He's a big dude. And then we have Taz versus Billy Gunn. We have the Guns versus Taz and Hook. Look at us. We're booking the territory. TK, give us our money. Guns I would love to. If Taz was able to compete, I would love to see Taz back in the ring. He's like the one of these old guys I want to see back in the ring. <laughs> I want to see Taz and Rhino in a match again. Because they're just they're, they're just guys who are built like Pepsi bottles. Yeah, it's fun. Just <clears throat> thick boys. Anyway, uh, yeah, Billy Gunn turning on the acclaim makes this all so much worse. <laughs> Kylie, that's what I live for. Making it worse. For the AEW World Championship, it's an Iron Man match, 60 minutes, MJF and Danielson. So I will preface this with this is an opportunity for people who don't necessarily believe that MJF can go the distance, that he can go the distance. He's a very good wrestler. Danielson is potentially a much better wrestler. We got 60 minutes to prove it. Probably closer to 90 because, like I said, they probably pitched the match. And Danielson said, Tony, I have an idea. Tony was like, what? And Daniel was Daniel was like, we do 60. Okay. And then we do another 30 because we're deadlocked at zero. And TK is like, it's perfect. Let's do it. Just like, I, I just like, I hate you, you know? Uh <laughs> They've done a good job to me in selling me on the possibility Brian Danielson might win. I think MJF wins. Me too. But I like that I have a, as an advocate, I have like a little nagging thing in the back of my head that's like, Danielson might go over. That to me tells me they've done a better job building this than people are saying. Um, but MJF is a is a great wrestler. Like he he really is. And I think this match is going to be way better than people think. I think uh, they're fatigued on an idea and they need to watch the execution of it because I think it's going to be awesome. Um, I just hope that I still feel that way four hours into a pay-per-view. And if it goes 90, um, I'll retire from the show. Open the pay-per-view with this match, Tony Khan. Let's go. That'd be awesome. Let the women main events. Let the triple threats. Be the main event with a big title change. It's the only women's match on the card. It's the least I could do. I'm trying to think, is there any other? Ma- I mean, Elite and House of Black could be the main event, but then you're kind of telling us Elite are going to retain. Did they announce the buy-in? Are they, yes. doing, are they doing Stokely and Hook on the buy-in? They should. No, they're doing Briscoe <sighs> and Luca Bros versus Arya Davari and the Varsity. Oh, that's right. And then I have here Silver and Reynolds versus Claudio and Wheeler. I haven't seen that announced, but it's on Wikipedia, which is famously right about everything. Correct. So we'll see if they that... said it, they kind of set it up on rampage. So that wouldn't be surprising if that was true. I would do that on a, on a, on a dynamite personally, but that's me. Uh, in Mox hanger, actually, this is, yeah, it's a good point from, from Rhino, by the way, great screen name. Uh, Moxley and hangman being the main event could actually be good. The build was strong enough to, to warrant a big bloody death match finish. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, what is this? I'm calling a live microphone during the Iron Man. No, it probably will happen, G-Bro. It's true. Oh, no. Who's going to get involved? It's Basically, it's going to be members of the firm are going to get involved and cost Danielson at least a fall. I think the overtime fall. They're going to use the diamond ring. They're going to use members of the firm. Like, Big Bill's going to get involved. What, what are we doing? What Does anyone get involved with Danielson? Like, does, does uh, Claudio and Wheeler come out and, like, Try and help him out. I don't know because they've been leaning heel so much. 
And I'm not someone that needs like, this is a heel faction. And these are, you know, like I, that, that's not the way I operate. That's just how most people operate. I don't know. I would prefer to see MJF win without other humans being the way that he cheats. Um, but I also don't want to see ref bumps, so F me then. <laughs> Inevitable. I hope you're ready. Audrey, Aubrey's going to take a, a sick-ass bump. I like it when we get clever cheats and not obvious ones. And I think it's kind of important to establish the fact that, like, like my ideal thing would be it's not going to happen, but MJF wins more or less clean because I think it's important to cement him having a victory over widely regarded as the best wrestler in the world, at least one of them. Um, it, it does something for him if it's cleaner than a bunch of people getting involved, but we'll see. To me, it feels like Brian loses the match and he has a very good showing because he, he keeps losing his title matches, but it doesn't lose anything for him. And MJF needs to solidify himself as, uh, as the guy. And then Birdie comes out and kicks him in the nuts. Free mode. Birdie mode. Bird mode. Anyway, it's just fine. <laughs> yeah, let's get a pinnacle reunion. We talked about the pinnacle on Newsworthy this week, by the way. So go, go check them out. I don't think FTR would be down for that. Tully's thing. back. Um, Tully's coming back. He's going to save us all. He's oh, gonna... Sean Spears, I would love to see back. But... There you go. He's, he's, he's happily dadding right now. It's good. He is happily dadding. Uh, that's, that's the card for tonight. Talking through it, I'm a little more interested than I was when we started. Don't know how you feel. Uh, I, I found ways to make it worse for myself, but I'm excited for that. <laughs> I am less interested because as usual, you've booked horrific possibilities and they weren't possibilities in my head before you made them that way. So no, I'm very excited. I, I, I love a good wrestling pay-per-view. I love a medium wrestling pay-per-view. So I'm, I'm excited to watch it. And I feel like the in-ring on these pay-per-views always delivers, even when the, the stories are, are medium. And I don't think the stories are bad. I think some of them have just been medium going into it. So I will take it. Uh, I I hope that there's good unexpected surprises. And I hope Ricky Starks gets to move on. Yes, that would be number one in my book. Uh, watch along tonight. If you're watching us live, that's great. If you're listening to us or watching out the fact... There is a watch along for AEW Revolution tonight on Fightful Overbooked. Go to youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked and check us out because we'll be around. And uh, Kate's got a billion other things going on. So uh, let's plug away and get out of here. Sure. Uh, before that watch along, the pre-show's on. But after that, I'll be on Fightful Select. I wish I had Excalibur lung capacity when I do my plugs, but I, I can't do them that quick. <laughs> and go. I'm doing the post show on Fightful Select with Alex Pulaski after this on Mondays. I'm also on Fightful Select doing the Sour Grabs Raw post show on Tuesdays on the Fightful main channel doing the uh, NXT post show on Wednesdays at the Mark Order podcast talking all things I'll lead the ROH post show followed by Joel's Impact post show and the same stream on Thursdays and on Fridays the AW Rampage and SmackDown post show on live on Fightful main channel on Rampage. We don't know if Grapsity's <laughs> on today by the way. I know Will's talking about wanting to do it. If I open the stream yard let's find out. Have, have they have they set up a, a Grab City stream? They have not. So who knows? Maybe it's happened and I just made a fool of myself live on the air. Who cares? Got anything else? Uh, I'll just say Excite Wrestling was a ton of fun this weekend. And Mike Skyros is a punk-ass bitch. Punk -ass and if he's going to come into my hometown and talk a bunch of S about it, his little henchmen are not the only crutch he's going to need leaving 
the Oakdale Mall next time oh, I, I see him. I, I thought you were going to talk about going to, to his hometown and doing... If they hire me to do commentary, I'll come torment him there too. That's fine. Let's go. Get Kate hired every day. Bring me to the Q's. That's ew, gross. That's where it is. Ew. See, he's from Syracuse and he's like, oh, Syracuse is so great. And I'm like, your mascot is an orange man. And they name themselves the orange men. Clever. Ugh. I I was going to go to Windsor for impact. This sounds much worse. That's. that's I'm not going. (laughs) It's not worth it. Don't do that. Y'all know where to find me. I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-A-R-L. Uh, whatever Kate just said, I, I echo, do that. And uh, that's it. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, enjoy AW Revolution. This one was better than the TK preview. So we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20.